He is risen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Today's gospel relates two appearances of the risen Christ to the apostles, one on Easter Day and one a week later, essentially today. Jesus does three things of note. First, he greets them with the blessing of peace. He does it in both appearances. Second, he breathes on the apostles and says, receive the Holy Spirit, and he gives them the authority to forgive sins. And third, he gives the promise of blessing to those who have not seen and yet have believed. All these things relate to how Jesus fulfilled the old covenant that God had made with Israel and how we receive the blessings, the promises that come to us from his fulfillment of that covenant. The word peace occurs with some frequency in the Old Testament. It is the Jewish word shalom. There was a particular kind of sacrifice called a peace offering. The peace offering was not a sacrifice for sin. Rather, it was a means of fellowship. In the peace offering, a person made an offering to God. Then the worshiper, after the offering, ate some of the sacrifice. This meal conveyed a sense of restored communion and fellowship between God and human beings, the reestablishment of peace or shalom between the worshiper and God. Peace was the overarching goal of the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. Peace had to be restored because peace had been lost through sin. Genesis 1 describes a world created by God in harmony. Genesis 3 describes how the disobedience of the first humans brought division in the place of this harmony and unity. The first sin separated humans from God and also separated humans from each other. The vertical peace, when it is shattered, necessarily shatters the horizontal peace. God made his covenant with Israel in the Torah to restore peace. But Israel's unfaithfulness to the covenant caused her to forfeit the promised covenant blessings of peace, of harmony with God and harmony in the people of God. Jesus the Messiah came to fulfill the covenant for Israel, on Israel's behalf, and so restore the promise, the promised blessing of peace. <clears throat> Thus, having fulfilled the covenant sacrifices on the cross, and having atoned for sin, all sin, once for all, the risen Christ appears to his apostles <clears throat> and greets them with the blessing of peace, announcing the fulfillment of the covenant. The cross restored peace between God and humanity, and the cross restored peace amongst God's people. This is the unity of the church that the New Testament puts such emphasis on, 
as Jesus said on Monday, Thursday, that you love one another as I have loved you. The vertical having been restored, now the horizontal is to come into practice. Thus, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 through 15 say, Now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation so as to create in himself one new man, thus making peace. This peace is communicated to other people through the forgiveness of sins, since sin is the barrier to peace. In Israel, forgiveness was obtained in the temple through the temple and its sacrificial system. Since Jesus fulfilled the sacrificial system, forgiveness is now obtained through him. Jesus first gave his apostles the blessing of peace. Then he gave the apostles the power to communicate this peace to others through the proclamation of forgiveness of sins. The authority to forgive in the gospel is connected to the gift of the Spirit. Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And this breathing alludes to two important biblical passages. The first is Genesis 2-7, where God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. <clears throat> the second is Ezekiel chapter 37, where God promised to raise Israel, now dead in their sins, to raise them back to new life. God said to Ezekiel, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. Thus, the risen Christ, the son of God, who in fact breathed life into Adam in the beginning, now breathes resurrection life into his apostles. And they will go into the world to proclaim forgiveness, to proclaim what they themselves have received, to be, as the Bible continually says, witnesses. Those who are dead in sin will be raised to new life through the forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise of forgiveness is experienced in the church primarily through baptism and the faith that receives the baptismal gift. The water of baptism is a sign of the cleansing gift of the Spirit that washes away sins. As we say in the Creed, I believe in one baptism for the remission of sins. The authority to proclaim forgiveness for post-baptismal sin is essentially an authority to restore someone to the grace of their baptism. We also experience ongoing forgiveness as growth into the fullness of the grace of our baptism. This can also be viewed as growth towards the complete healing 
and freedom from sin we will experience in the resurrection of the dead on the last day. We experience forgiveness not just when we commit new sins and need to be forgiven. We also experience forgiveness as we come to understand our hidden motives more clearly. As we open the dark and hidden places of our lives to the Holy Spirit in new ways. Though we tend to think of forgiveness as an individual thing, forgiveness is really all about relationship. Growth in our experience of forgiveness brings us into a closer relationship with God through our growing experience of his grace. And growth in grace and relationship to God enables us to forgive others more freely, to be more gracious, thus strengthening and restoring our relationships with each other. This is why Jesus commanded us to forgive as we have been forgiven. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. When we refuse to forgive, we show that we have not yet received fully the covenant promise of forgiveness and peace. And when we forgive, we proclaim to other people the same blessing of peace that Jesus proclaims to us in the resurrection. This brings us to the third point of emphasis in the gospel. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Israel forfeited the peace that God promised her in the Old Testament through unbelief, through a lack of faith in God and faithfulness to his covenant. Thomas, the apostle, was briefly excluded from the new community by his unbelief, by his doubt. He did not believe that Jesus was risen from the dead, and therefore he did not receive the covenant blessing of peace. Jesus gave Thomas the privilege of another appearance so Thomas could see for himself. We don't get that. We get the testimony of the scriptures, the testimony of other people, and the inner testimony of the Holy Spirit. St. John says that there are three that bear witness, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. Jesus is revealed to us in the water of his baptism as the Son of God. And Jesus is revealed to us in the blood of his death as the sacrifice that atones for our sin. St. John emphasizes that the water of baptism is not enough. The blood of his death is needed to bring forgiveness and peace. In our own baptism and in the Eucharist, we, as St. John says, receive the witness within ourselves through the Holy Spirit and faith. The Paschal candle burns in the church for 40 days, the entire Easter season until ascension, as a sacramental witness to us of the risen Christ. The risen Christ presents his wounds to us and says to us, peace, your sins are forgiven. The only barrier 
to a complete forgiveness of our sins, to experiencing that forgiveness, <clears throat> and to our ability to freely forgive others. The only barrier to us living within the peace of God is unbelief. Thus, Jesus said to Thomas, be not faithless, but believing, and blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. As St. John says in the epistle, this is the victory that has conquered the world, our faith. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.